Hey, good morning, listeners. Welcome to Engaging Spurgeon. It's Wednesday morning, and so this podcast is going out to not just our patrons, but this is for everyone. So we're really glad that you're uh, with us here. I'm glad that you're, that you're with me this morning. I just want to say thank you uh, to, to all of you for being here, for taking some time to listen. I hope it encourages you today. Take a minute to go to uh, iTunes, give us uh, subscribe, review the podcast. That would be wonderful. Josh and I would greatly appreciate that. Um, a lot of good things going on, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Certainly want you to connect with us on social media, so uh, check out Engaging Spurgeon on our on Facebook. And uh, also, we're working on a website, and we're going to be coming out soon with information on registering for the conference. So just a couple of housekeeping things. Make sure you stay tuned for all that. And uh, once again, just really glad that you're with me this morning. So let's get into our morning and evening reading uh, from Charles Spurgeon's devotional. My expectation is from him. Psalm 62 verse 5. It is the believer's privilege to use this language. If he is looking for aught from the world, it is a poor expectation indeed. But if he looks to God for the supply of his wants, whether in temporal or spiritual blessings, his expectation will not be a vain one. Constantly he may draw from the bank of faith and get his need supplied out of the riches of God's loving kindness. This I know. I would rather have God for my banker than all the Rothschilds. My Lord never fails to honor his promises, and when we bring them to his throne, he never sends them back unanswered. Therefore, I will wait only at his door, for he ever opens it with the hand of munificent grace. At this hour, I will try him anew. But we have expectations beyond this life. We shall die soon, and then our expectation is from him. Do we not expect that when we lie upon the bed of sickness, he will send angels to carry us to his bosom? We believe that when the pulse is faint and the heart heaves heavily, some angelic messenger shall stand and look with loving eyes upon us and whisper, Sister Spirit, come away. As we approach the heavenly gate, we expect to hear the welcome invitation, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. We are expecting harps of gold and crowns of glory. We are hoping soon to be amongst the multitudes of shining ones before the throne. We are looking forward and longing for the time when we shall be like our glorious Lord, for we shall see him as he is. Then, if these be thine expectations... O my soul, live for God. Live with the desire and resolve to glorify Him, from whom cometh all thy supplies, and of whose grace in thy election, redemption, and calling, it is that thou hast any expectation of coming glory. Dear listener, place all expectation in the Lord. That is Spurgeon's charge to us. He asks the question several times, What do you expect? Do you expect these things? And of course, the expectation for us is well beyond this life. We have many things that we can draw from. Spurgeon uses the analogy of God as our banker, and we would far better trust in him. For when we go to God as the one from whom all our supply and need comes, 
we never need expect anything less than perfect supply. Always there, always willing, always faithful, never coming up short. His supply, his loving kindness, his faithfulness is far greater than anything we could think or imagine. That is the faithfulness of our God. So let us expect today, expect that when we pray, when we seek him, he will answer us. Expect that in our earnest desire to be closer to him, he will draw us closer. Expect that in our hour of temptation, that when we draw near to Christ, the enemy will flee from us. Expect that because we have believed upon Christ, perfect love has cast out all fear, and we have no need to fear those fiery darts that the enemy throws at us. And finally, when that day comes, that day comes when we rest finally, fully, when our spirits are departed from our bodies. That day when we die, because the day does come, when all will die and then comes the judgment. But when that day of judgment comes, we are not judged for our sins, for Christ was judged on our behalf. We have a great and earnest expectation. We are secure in Christ and will see his face one day. One day we will be surrounded by all of the angels of glory. We will sing with all of the saints of God. All of our fears will be put to rest. There will no longer be sin or sorrow or pain, but only perfect peace in the presence of our God. Expect these things today. Expect what God might do in the next few moments will be for your good and for his glory. Expect that in your job and in your placement and in your career and in your family and relationships, expect that in your church and even all the trials that come, expect that God is good and he is for you. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? Dear listener, meditate on these things. Hide them in your heart. Give glory to the King.